What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Half Naked Podcast. I am your host, Molly McKenzie. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And if you've been listening for a while, I just appreciate your loyalty so much. And to anyone that is new here, welcome. This is the most amazing space to be, in my opinion. I'm just feeling really elated today. I was I was having a lot of technical difficulties with this episode and and things can get a little bit frustrating sometimes when I am trying to juggle so many things, having a podcast, doing this and that and this and that, that I feel like I get that sense sometimes where I'm like, why am I putting all this pressure on myself to do all these things? Like running a podcast is no joke. There's so much that goes into it. My My heart and soul and so much time and energy go into this, let alone when I'm experiencing technical difficulties with my microphone, with the sound. I am not a sound engineer, so it just is this whole learning curve that I'm constantly going through trying to produce really good quality content, which is what I'm passionate about because the stuff that I talk about can have a really big influence on people when when you're in the position where you have influence over people's health, I just really try to make sure my content is always quality and, you know, backed up by evidence. If not, I will explicitly say that this is just my opinion kind of thing. But anyway, I was just feeling so, so many different things this morning. I'm I'm kind of like frustrated with this, that this is actually my third attempt at recording this episode because there was so many weird issues going on. But I, I took a step back and was just thinking, wow, I have a podcast. I don't know. I just, I, I wanted to do this for so long and I put it off for so long because I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't exactly feel like I could do it at some time, at some points because I am nowhere near versed in in sound or podcasting or anything audio related I have no experience in that so I'm just really grateful I took the leap and started this and so whoever you are whoever is listening out there if you're wanting to take on a new hobby or a new creative passion or quit your job to pursue whatever you want to do you don't need to have everything perfect to be able to start. You just need to start somewhere and I promise you, you will figure it out as you go because that's exactly what I'm doing here. And just know that everyone is probably going to be rooting for you and the people that aren't going to be rooting for you are just not really people you need to even worry about. Anyway, for anyone that is new here, this podcast really is all about finding more clarity and less confusion around wellness, how to become your best self, debunking common wellness myths, and ultimately just to feel empowered to make your own conscious choices around your wellness in a fun way. I don't want it to ever feel like this is a huge task to overcome to be healthy or whatever like I just want it to feel fun I want to be able to just dive into topics and make you feel like you are the expert of your own body so I just cannot wait to tear into this topic with you so let's do it so one of the main reasons that I wanted to talk about this today is because I feel like the issues that come along with imbalanced hormones are not only relatable but they can make you feel like you have 
no control over your body. And I know this episode is going to be pretty dense, but I will give you a little blueprint as to things that you can do and you do have control over in this process of finding rebalance. And I want to just give you a little light at the end of the tunnel because I know that for me personally, when my life feels pretty crazy, my body feels pretty crazy. And I have been just using that as an excuse for so long. Oh my gosh, this is so spontaneous. This is so random. I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe this opportunity fell into my lap. It's so random. Well, if that's random, then literally everything is random. Life is always pretty crazy. And that's something that I've come to terms with. But I want to feel like I create my own reality. I have autonomy over my the choices that I make about my body. I have control over the things that I can do to help myself. So that is what this is all about. I want you to feel like you can do this and that you're not a victim to the prom- the problems that come along with wacky hormones because I know how it feels. I can relate to you so hard. That's why I'm I've come to this point where I'm talking about it today because I'm like, "Oh my god, like when my hormones are crazy, I break out. I don't feel good about myself. I feel just like chaos. And like I feel bad for the people that are around me because I'm so roller coaster, emotional, all of that stuff. So this topic is ve- like hits very close to home for me. And let me tell you, when I gained control over these like foundational things that I'm going to go through with you, I felt like a new woman. So I'm just so excited to kind of dig into this. I know it is going to be really comprehensive and sort of big. I wish I could just condense this down, but it would take me just like, I don't know, it would have to be like 10 different episodes. So I'm just going to give you a comprehensive quick and dirty guide. There is a lot under this umbrella, I will not lie, but it all comes down to the foundations of health, which was what I will get into. But I see so much on social media here's how to balance your hormones. Here's foods you can eat. And it's always, I always try to see that from a consumer standpoint without the knowledge that I have. And I genuinely feel bad for people that, that just see that one tip and think that that's going to help them. It has so much more to do with that. And there is really no such thing as balancing your hormones without addressing underlying issues or the foundations there you can't really just like heal your hormonal acne without being like wait why is this happening though so if you want to take this on hopefully by the end of this episode you will have the tools in your little toolkit but if not just know that you can work with me one-on-one a gold nugget of information here before we start talking about anything else is that the endocrine system which is and our hormones are involved in that is considered a consequence consequence which means it's only imbalanced based on all right let me re let me just start over that whole sentence the endocrine system is a consequence which means it experiences imbalance when another system is experiencing dysfunction so it's not technically your hormones that are messed up. It is as a result of another system 
in your body experiencing dysfunction. The hormones just adapt to what they're being told to do. They're never doing anything wrong. So I wanted to just focus on that and drill that in because if you're just like, how do I balance my hormones? You won't get very far because you need to address the things that are causing the hormone imbalance. So I will also say this is not going to cover everything. It's not a cure-all. This is not medical advice. This is just foundational work. I just wanted to give you some guidance. So if you, if I touch on one of the foundations that I'm going to talk about and you're like, oh, I haven't been doing that or I can do, I can do that. You can start implementing those tips and know that just that one step alone is going to help rebalance. And of course, if you need extra support, that is why I'm here. You can direct message me on Instagram if you want to work one-on-one or just click the link in my bio, Instagram or TikTok to schedule a free consultation with me. Anyway, so like I said, hormones are a consequence. They become imbalanced as a result of something else being in a state of dysfunction. So balance only will occur if you go upstream to see what's going on. And I always picture a waterfall. So this is just the visual that I use. If there's a waterfall and it is flooding this town below, it is just flooding this town and and you need to get rid of it. You Would you try to build the biggest bucket on earth to collect this water to prevent it from destroying this town knowing that this bucket will eventually fill up and spill over? Or would you make the effort to climb up the mountain and stop the water from the source? It, it might be more effort at first, but it would create long-lasting change with less effort down the line. I just love metaphors. <laughs> I always think of that because I'm like, I feel like everyone focuses on building the bucket at the end of the waterfall or at the end of the stream, building a dam instead of like stopping the water from where it's coming from and redirecting it to somewhere else, you know, like not you, for instance. And sometimes with these types of changes, it does require a bit more effort at first, but it will last forever. So it just makes more sense. I just, I feel like metaphors always make me or allow me to understand things a little bit better. So yeah, I just wanted to make this episode for whoever is struggling with specifically painful periods, PMS symptoms, hormonal acne, mood swings, low energy, anything of that source. So I'm going to try and explain this as best as I can. For me personally, I feel like hormonal imbalances are truly an epidemic. Call me crazy, but I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that as women, we have to mold ourselves into this very masculine society, grind, 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 work, productivity, make money, when our feminine spirit truly just wants to nurture and live slowly and dance and play and imagine and rest and do all of those flowy feminine things. And another huge part of this puzzle piece is connecting with other women. There is literally nothing more powerful in the entire human existence than when a bunch of women come together because that is where love exists. That's where magic happens. So find your community. And if you don't have one, then come be my friend because I will create community with you. I just think 
the more that we masculinize ourselves and push ourselves to the limit and work, work, work and do all of these masculine things, that's when more symptoms show up. So I want you just to know that these things that you're dealing with are not your destiny. They're fixable, but we just have to address them from the foundations up and reconnect with our femininity, our womanhood, our womb, everything like that. And it's also so crazy to me that any so any um, problem that a woman experiences as a result of imbalance, like hormonal acne, heavy periods, painful periods, the solution is birth control. Like here, cover it up with this. It makes me sad. First of all, you're covering up the problem with a pill and some women are on it for 10 plus years. And the problem, whatever they were originally dealing with was a sign that there was something wrong. Your body is trying to talk to you. So if you have heavy periods, you go on birth control, take it for 10 years. The problem just gets run into the ground day after day and will quite literally push it to other areas of your body and cause imbalance there. Because if it's being silenced by a pill, the only way for it to communicate is by throwing something else off until you notice. And then you find me (laughs) to help you rebalance your system. It's like no wonder women are having trouble getting pregnant also after being on birth control for 10 years and their entire system is all fucked up. I just feels so bad and it doesn't make any sense and the worst part is that we view that as normal oh you're not taking birth control like you're gonna get pregnant it's weird if you're not on birth control on hormone replacement therapy is crazy we cannot outsmart nature that is the bottom line and our bodies are nature so we just need to learn how to get closer to the intelligence of our bodies in order to thrive and our body if it is experiencing some sort of symptom it will never ever shut up unless we start listening so i do have a guest coming on soon that is going to go deeper into this topic of birth control cycle syncing and how to reconnect in that sense so i won't go too far into that i will kind of leave that juicy conversation for our podcast together. So to kind of start out, I want to just say that the endocrine system is like a symphony. And this is a metaphor, analogy, what have you, that I learned from NTA, which is the program that I'm going through right now. But in my mind, really the entire body is a symphony, which I'll kind of explain. But within the endocrine system, the pituitary gland is the conductor The hypothalamus is the manager who gives the pituitary gland its job description. Here, regulate this, control the symphony of this, bring this down, up this. And then every endocrine gland is a member of the orchestra. So everything is a part of the symphony. But really, your entire body is a symphony. So what you're aiming for is to have a beautiful symphonic production of sound. And dysregulations can cause just terrible noises. So I think if one endocrine organ is being thrown off, it would sound like a squeaky clarinet in the midst of a beautiful symphony. And nutritional therapy is what tunes the instruments. So there's no one sort of squeaking around during this symphony performance. And that is 
what I will be certified to do in March. I'm also a holistic health coach right now, so I can 100% still use all of the tools that I have now, but I will be licensed as of March. So what the symphony metaphor just like allows us to understand is that each foundation has a major role in this sound that is played and if one foundation is off then the rest it will create this cascade of imbalance and the foundations are nutrient-dense diet digestion blood sugar balance mineral balance hydration and in my mind stress is also a foundation the first foundation that i always talk about obviously is diet food is just instruction i think of every food that i eat having an instruction manual. So if I eat an orange, it's like, I have vitamin C. Here's all the things that I bind to. Here's what you need to, to eat with me in order to absorb my vitamin C. It's all just an instruction manual for your cells. And if you think of sort of that, you will understand that food is so much more important than we think. The hormones that we are often talking about, progesterone, estrogen, and things like that are steroid hormones, then they're derived from cholesterol, good fats, and unrefined complex carbs. So without those things, you won't have the necessary ingredients or instructions to be able to manufacture your hormones. So something that I've been doing recently to get really good cholesterol in my diet is having an egg yolk in my coffee and I know that sounds so fucking gross but it is so good and side note if you eat mayo then you eat raw eggs so if you're grossed up with the whole egg thing just know that you eat raw eggs if you eat mayo but if you don't it is you can't taste the egg it makes your coffee super creamy even without creamer and it adds a really good protein source it's just a really amazing thing to add to your coffee I also really focus on essential fatty acids to help with the production of good hormones and or good fats for the production of hormones. So avocado oil, coconut oil, things like that. Usually in the morning, I will make toast with eggs on it and then I'll have a side of arugula with avocado oil or olive oil and a little squeeze of lemon juice. I also try to get complex carbs in and potatoes have just been my go-to for this. So that is a good example of how to get all of those things in to help balance your hormones by means of diet. I've been posting some things on my Instagram, which I will continue to do for recipe ideas, lunch ideas for um, hormones specifically. The next part of the equation is that your digestion has to be working properly if you plan on utilizing the nutrients that you're eating, which I know is a hefty statement, but there is kind of a way to do this. And the way that I, if I work with you, we would address your digestion if that is a thing that's out of balance from a north to south approach. Digestion actually begins in your brain, which with your senses, just just by smelling the food and seeing the food. So adjusting and the way that you approach mealtime has a really big impact on your digestion. So adding simple practices such as sitting down with your meal, being present with your food, making space for it, sinking into your senses, all of those things can have a profound impact on the way your body digests food. Also, 
if you're rushing around, you're not going to get into that parasympathetic state of rest and digest. So it really does not matter what you're eating. It's not going to go well because your body thinks it's being threatened and it will just turn off or really slow down digestion. So you you want to make space for mealtime and actually sit down and chew your food until it's a smoothie consistency. That's what I always say. I also think about the metaphor from you, Chinese medicine has a lot of metaphors in it relating to the body and the world around us. And they always say, if you're not digesting food properly, you're not digesting the world around you as you would wish. So if things are kind of chaotic internally, it's going to reflect in your out, outworld, outward environment. So that's just something that I always think of instead of just to benefit my body and benefiting the way that the world is approaching me and I'm approaching it by healing my digestion. The next part of the equation is blood sugar balance and adrenals in general. So any attempt to regulate your hormones will be futile without addressing blood sugar and adrenal issues that could be going on. And I think that is something so overlooked when people are like, oh, I'm just going to eat these foods to balance my hormones. There's a raw carrot salad, like all of that. It it has so much to do with your blood sugar and the way your adrenals are functioning. And so I'll kind of explain some reasons for that, but I want to say that the adrenal cocktail in the morning has been just a godsend. So if you don't know what the adrenal cocktail is, I have a recipe for that in my highlights under morning lineup. It is just a mixture of orange juice, coconut um, coconut water, cream of tartar, and a pinch of Himalayan pink sea salt. It will really, really help provide your adrenals with the minerals that they need to actually function instead of running off cortisol because that is something we want to reduce is just running off of stress all the time. That's going to be a huge player in every part of your body, essentially. If you're running off of stress, it's going to have an effect on all parts of your body. So the adrenals can help you just sort of curb that routine of just running off cortisol and that will have a great impact on your hormones. Next is the blood sugar thing. I think a lot of people perceive blood sugar as something only diabetics have to worry about, which I get because it's not something we talk about a lot. But the two things that are really just overwhelm your your blood sugar regulatory system is processed sugar and again, stress. So reducing stress is going to be a great place for you to start along with diet. It's going to be something that is a little bit by it's definitely going to be bio-individual to you, but there's things that you can do because as within, so without, everything is so connected and intertwined. Reducing physical stress in your environment will reduce internal biological and chemical stress on your cells. And then reducing, doing things to reduce the chemical stress inside, like addressing your adrenals, will reduce your outward stress allowing you to feel more in control of your physical environment. So it's so connected. Reducing the physical stress in your environment can either look like your what is your job providing you, like abundance or stress. If it's not supporting you, rethink that because your your 
way you matter way more than this job but sometimes that's not always an option so being able to better adapt to the stress of your environment and all of those situations can really help and you can do that by breath work meditation cooking walking outside grounding your feet on the earth engaging in a new hobby my my new hobby is crocheting and it makes me feel very present and that is the goal and that is something that I think everyone has the capability to do is just find something that makes them feel present. Another great way to sort of mitigate stress is it's not always the root cause like approach because it's kind of like covering it up in a way by using something to help you adapt to stress. I don't really know. Instead of but that might be the thing that is most available to you right now and that's something I do in my life is I can't control the stress around me sometimes I just have to learn how to adapt to it and respond instead of react and taking adaptogens really helps with that actually because they that is exactly what they do my favorite is ashwagandha I'll just add that into my smoothie or coffee or something like that another great one is reishi mushroom that one really helps with calming the nervous system. So those are two great ways that if you really can't control the stress around you at this time, help your body adapt to it by taking adaptogens. Another thing that I sort of help my body out with in reducing the internal stress is reducing processed sugar. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but processed sugar has just, oh, it just wreaks havoc on so many systems in the body and so I just replace that with natural sugar so I use coconut sugar honey and pure maple syrup at most of the time instead of just cane sugar so like that is just a huge game changer it's crazy because I was at the store the other day and I was looking for dried cranberries I wanted to make a salad and I wanted dried cranberries in that bitch. And I could not find a single brand without cane sugar and like sunflower oil in them. Like what? They're cranberries. I just don't get it. So it's it's not the actual cranberry that's bad. It's like all the shit that they add that is just bogus and I hate it. I just I just wish that our food system supported us a little bit better in that way. But unfortunately, it's something that we kind of have to be an advocate for our own selves for. I wanted to just tell you a quick story from personal experience about how all of this kind of played out in my life with the stress and the food and all of that and the blood sugar. I'll give you a perfect example of what not to do. I was just going through some rough times a few months ago and I was really, really, really stressed and I let it get to me. I, I quickly understood the impact that stress has on my body and how it dysregulates the fuck out of everything. I was so stressed that I wasn't really having an appetite. So my blood sugar was going all over the place. I would be, I would kind of baseline and then be just starving and my blood sugar would tank and then I would eat a ton and it would just skyrocket. And so I was experiencing these really, really huge spikes in my blood sugar. And then I started to notice that I would break out and my moods were crazy. 
And the cycle would just start repeating. And I was just really also stressed because I was feeling insecure about myself, getting down on myself that I was so moody and that I felt bad for anyone that was around me. I just felt like a crazy person. And I realized in that moment that it really is all about the foundations. It's not me that's trying to act crazy or trying to be so moody or up and down. It is our hormones. It is our, it is a result of our blood sugar spikes. So it all comes down to the foundations that I talked about in this episode. It starts with diet. It starts with wherever you feel like you can start making a simple switch that is going to create this beautiful cascade of positive rebalance and and will 100% affect you not only on an internal level but on an external level your external world will reflect that it's going to just change everything and that is I guess why I feel so passionate about this is because I went through this all myself and I had been just almost like a case study to all of this imbalance I was just not my best self. And I realized we are just a culmination of cells. So if something is going haywire inside, you're going to feel like your external world is reflecting that. So not eating well leads to imbalanced blood sugar, which is an internal stressor, in turn wreaking havoc on your adrenals, causing you to sink further into stress. And all of this was caused by my environmental stress. So if that's the place that you start, I think that would be amazing. Finding something that takes your mind off of the world, makes you feel present and or just figuring out how you can adapt to the stress around you because chronic stress output equals chronic output of cortisol. And something interesting about that is that we filter our reality through our hormones and they're like glasses. So lots of cortisol output from eating too much processed sugar or lifestyle stress makes the world look more stressful to you and you interpret the world as a more stressful place. And that is exactly what was happening to me in that time of my life because ordinary responsibilities and life events felt so overwhelming and like threats to me. So I just feel like if you can relate to this I want that's exactly why I wanted to create this episode because if that has ever felt like something you've experienced it probably has a lot to do with your hormones so at the end of the day one of the best things that you can do to start this whole process is just eat enough food make sure you're regulating your diet eating nutrient-dense foods focusing on fueling because you will have the the base to produce the hormones that you need, you know, I just stand by that. And another thing is within that diet, there's certain minerals that each endocrine gland are powered by. For example, the thyroid is powered by iodine. The pituitary requires manganese. Pancreas requires chromium. The gonads requires selenium and the adrenals require copper. That's been something that I've really been focusing on too, because you can get copper from bee pollen, cod liver oil or um, you can do like desiccated beef liver supplements but I will try to create an Instagram post of all those things so you don't have to get like a pen and paper out 
But ultimately, in this process, like I just want to emphasize the fact that this is in your control. And by addressing the foundations, you can definitely make a change because the magic happens in the daily lifestyle changes or additions. I always try to focus on things that I can add in rather than take away things that I am doing. I would say number one is reduce stress or manage it better with adaptogens such as ashwagandha or reishi and find something that makes you feel present and relaxed to just reduce emotional stress and you can do that with like meditation or just finding a hobby. Maybe we could start a crochet club together if you want. I don't know. Crocheting is so fun. I just randomly made leg warmers like it's just crazy that you can make something out of nothing. And I made a scarf and it's really fun. So if you want to learn how to crochet, just hit me up. Next thing is eat enough food. You require almost 1200 calories just for like autonomic processes such as digestion and blinking and walking around. So you need to be eating enough and try as hard as you can to make sure that each meal is balanced with protein, carb, fat. This will also help balance your blood sugar out a lot and take time for your meals. Eat them slow, pay attention, and be present for those. A couple other things that I would recommend to add in are trace minerals. You can use, you can add this into your water. That's something that I do and just provides a, it's just a really easy way to get minerals in. And another thing is Vitex or Chasteberry. That's a tincture. I always get that in tincture form and you can, and you can um, put that in water. Anyway, I know this probably felt like a lot of information, but I could geek out over this stuff all day. So if you're feeling very overwhelmed, just know that you can book a call with me. I ultimately just want you to feel like if you are dealing with mood swings or painful periods or hormonal acne, anything along the lines of that, it can just, it can be fixed. It can be improved. It can be healed. It is not your destiny and if anything, I am living proof that addressing these problems from a root cause approach and from the foundations, you can heal and feel well and you don't have to be a victim to your raging hormones. Anyway, stay tuned for the next episode with my friend all about cycle syncing, tuning into your menstrual cycle, coming off birth control, all things of that nature. And I will see you next Wednesday.